everybody my name is eric d seals and you are listening to a filmmaker's guide to freelancing uh man i'm excited this is my third or fourth episode i don't even know because i'm recording these and then i don't like what i recorded and then i switch up the order so i don't even know what episode this is but i'm happy to be uh talking to you about freelancing I think it's a wonderful thing. Freelancing, it offers a lot of opportunities and it also (laughs) offers a lot of headaches. And so I want to share the knowledge and information that I've gained over these years so that you can be better yourself. And so this whole episode is about key questions you should ask before you submit a bid. And so if anybody doesn't know what a bid is, uh, a company or an individual will put out a request for proposal or RFP. Um, so that they can get people to bid on their projects, okay? And so then what you submit after that is either a proposal, an estimate, overall you're submitting a bid, you're submitting a document that showcases how you're going to work with them, what you're going to be doing, how you're gonna execute it, and how much it's going to cost, okay? So that's what a bid you know, includes. And I'll go over what a proposal has in it a little bit low. Actually, I'll probably do a completely separate episode so that people can have a better idea of what we send to people when we uh, send in our proposals. But at the end of the day, it's if you want to get more jobs, you have to put out more bids. Okay, and so these are the key things that I'm asking when I'm on, on, on a call with someone. So the way that this usually works is someone will reach out to our company and they will say, hey, we have this project coming up. Uh, they'll either send that by email, they'll you know have a phone call with us, but they'll reach out to us to let us know that there's a project that's coming up that they want us to bid for. Before we send a bid, we usually have um, a project inquiry call. Okay, so this is an opportunity for us to ask them questions so that we can have all the information that we need to put within that bid. And so I'm going to go through a list of the things that we ask for. You can do the same thing. Your checklist they probably won't have answers for every single one of them, but the more they have, the better and the more accurate of a proposal that you'll be able to give them. So the first question that we usually ask is, what is the goal and what is the mission of the project? You want to know what are they trying to do with this video or this digital deliverable, as, I, as I'm going to call it, because it can be a graphic design, it can be photography, but I need to know what are you doing with it? That's going to help my mindset of how we're going to like organize everything else. Is this going to be so you can sell more product? Is this so you can raise awareness? Do you have an event coming up and you want people to know about it? All those things are important to know. And so I always want to know what is the goal that this video or this digital deliverable is going to achieve for you, okay? The next thing I wanna know after that is what type of video is it that you're requesting? Are there examples of other videos that you like that you want to mimic your video off of is this an explainer video is this a 30 second commercial is this a mini documentary i want to know what type of video it is the next thing i need to know is there a shoot involved sometimes we get a request where they're sending us all the footage and the photos and the graphics and the branding assets but sometimes we have to go film something so is there a shoot component to it do we have to shoot something where is the shoot going to be located you know, um, how many days of shooting do we need to do? All the things that are, you know, involved in a production day. Okay, so that's very important to know. Another thing to add on top of that, if you have to do a shoot where you have to travel, I accidentally uh, did a bid for a project 
and I didn't put in the travel component of it. And I would say I lost a lot of money because it wasn't part of the, the bid or the proposal. But you want to make sure that you're thinking about the travel component. Now, if we know that there's a shoot day, we need to know how many people are we going to be working with? How many interviews are we doing? Are we filming B-roll? What time can we get to the location and get inside? Is there going to be a person there to let us in? All of those things you want to know because that will affect the shoot day. When I make a call sheet for a client, I give them the call time. I give them cameras rolling. I give them lunch break. I give them when we're going to wrap shooting and start breaking down, breaking down equipment and what time we will be out of the building. Okay, I have all of those on our call sheet. So there's no guessing on when we're doing all those things. Sometimes clients think that the call time means that you're going to show up and just start pressing record. I mean, unless it's a quick B-roll shoot, you need time to set up. And so if you have a call time at 9 a.m., it's good to let them know that you're not going to start rolling cameras or pressing record until 11 a.m. because you need two hours to set up. Okay. And then when it comes to building a schedule for the day, and I'll get into more details about this on, on another video, but uh, it's good to have time slots. So if you have a day of interviews and you're doing six people, you're going to want to give people time slots so that they arrive at the right time. I always like people to arrive 30, 15 to 30 minutes before they have to be there so that they, that they can get set, they can get ready. And we don't have everybody showing up at the same time, just sitting around. You don't need your talent there until that time. Okay. Especially if you're working with someone of like a high celebrity status or anything like that, they don't have the time to do it anyway. But if you have an interview with someone and you have an hour with them, don't have them show up when you're set up, have them show up when you're completely ready. Okay. So if you need an hour to set up your call times at 9am, I would have them show up at 10 or 1030. You know, you don't need them there at 930 sitting around. The next important thing that you really need to know is when does the project need to be completed by? Sometimes clients have um, a presentation that they got to give on something that they're doing or it's going to be shown somewhere. And you need to know the drop dead date that this needs to be done by. That needs to go in the proposal because you're going to work backwards from that when you build your entire schedule. So make sure you're asking your clients, when does this need to be completed by? The other thing that I ask everybody, and I get varying answers depending on who I'm talking to, I like to ask them, what is their budget? It's something that some people get uncomfortable by, um, but I'll give you a little tip. Um, larger agencies and corporations have a budget and have no problem discussing it with you before the project starts. And this makes it so that you're not in two completely different ballparks, okay? When people say, how much does it cost to get a video done? I always respond with, that's like asking, how much does it cost to buy a car? You can buy a brand new car for $15,000 and you can buy a brand new car for $150,000. They're both cars, but they do completely separate things. Okay. And so I need to know what type of car do you want to buy? Neither of them are right or wrong, but if I know your budget is $5,000 or $10,000, I'm not going to build the proposal with a $50,000 crew. And so it's very important to try to get the budget that someone wants to spend so that you can be in the, in the right ballpark. It's not so you can spend all their money. It's, if they say it's $5,000, it's not so you can spend $5,000. It's so that you can think, what can I do 
with my team with $5,000. If someone doesn't have a budget, I'm not going to lie, like, I push them to give me a range that they're comfortable with. And if they still don't have a budget, there's one of a couple things happening. Either one, they don't t- want to tell you what the budget is. Two, they have completely no idea how much it costs to do anything. And so what I'll sometimes do is I'll go over what I think their budget is. So if I'm working with someone and they have a request and they're like, I think their request is five to $7,000, I'll ask them on the call, would you feel comfortable paying $12,000 for this? And depending on their reaction, lets me know where their budget is. So if they say, oh no, that's way too much. I know they're not even near where the $12,000 mark is and you probably need to cut that in half. If that, maybe even lower than that. If you say $12,000 and they're like, um, maybe, but you know, would like to come under that a little bit. I know that they can be near that range, but they don't want to go over that amount. And then last but not least, if you say, yeah, I'm thinking this is going to cost about $12,000. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. That means that their budget can go a little bit higher, maybe fifteen dollars to $20,000. And so I always ask that question because everybody has a budget in mind. And sometimes they just don't want to tell you. But if you throw that out there, hey, from previous projects that we worked on and looking at what you need to get done, I think this is going to be around $15,000. Would you be comfortable with that? Oh, you know, and so depending on your answer that they give you can give you an idea of where they're at. The other thing to watch out for, though, is sometimes you might say that number like twelve thousand dollars and they don't have they have five hundred dollars and they're still going to ask you to still come up with that proposal because they want to see what it looks like, which I think is almost a waste of time. But sometimes people are embarrassed on a call to tell you that they can't afford that amount. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it would be better if they just told you up front. I'm nowhere near where you're thinking and it's probably not going to work out, but you need to ask people what their budget is. Another thing that you want to ask for is where, where's the project going to live? Is it going to be for television? Is it going to be for the internet? Is it going to be on Instagram and social media? Is it going to be playing at a theater? Is it going to be playing in a boardroom? Uh, all these things are important to know because you might have to change certain aspect ratios. You might have to give it in a different color space. You might have to adjust how the end deliverable looks because of where it's going to be placed. So always ask, where is this going to live once it's completed? Another thing that people fail to ask is when do you want to start working on the project? Sometimes it's not right away. Sometimes it's yesterday. That rhyme, that was stupid. But uh, asking people how soon do you want to get started is, uh, is, is great so that you can start building your schedule. Some people don't want to start right away. Sometimes they're waiting for a grant and they have, you know, 30, 60 days before they can move forward with anything. It's good to know that so you can build that in your schedule. So always ask people. When do you want to get the project started? How soon would you like to get started? And when would you like to have it completed by? Sometimes when they give you that answer, there's going to be a red flag situation because the dates don't match up. You have four weeks to complete the project and they give you uh, two to three weeks in between that from start to finish. Sometimes when people reach out to you, they're not the main contact person. They might just be reaching out to you on the behalf of somebody else. And so you always want to get the information of the person that you're, that's going to be your main contact. You want their, their email, their phone number, and the best way to reach them. Also, this is the person that you're going to send the proposal to, but you might CC the person that you're talking to on the phone. So always want to find out who is the main contact person. 
I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I always like to ask for examples of things that they like, whether it's something that they've done with another vendor or something that they saw on TV or they saw on the internet. If you can get examples of things that they like, that'll also help you put in frame um, what you're going to be creating for them. And if they're requesting something that's way out of pocket or way out of uh, comparison for what they have for their budget, then um, that's good to know as well. So I always like to ask, do you have any examples of things that you do like? The last two things that I like to end each call with is how did you find out about me? How did you find out about us? Knowing how they got to your doorstep or how they you know, found your information to reach out to you is very important. It might be through your website. It might be through social media. It might be a reference. It might be, you, you, you don't know what it might be. And so finding out how they found you is going to allow you to put more energy in that area or to put less energy in other areas. Most of our inquiries come through references of other people that we've worked with. That's why we really focus on giving quality customer service because how you make other people feel is going to allow you to get more people like them as far as client requests. And so um, ask people, how did you find out about your service or, or your work? The last thing I like to ask them, is there any existing footage that you wanna implement that's been previously filmed uh, that'll go into this project? That's important to know because you know we've had a client give us a, a hard drive of two terabytes of footage, none of it labeled, none of it named, and they want us to go through that. That needs to be reflected in your 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 pricing because your editor or your producers or you are gonna have to go through all that stuff. And so I always like to know, is there existing footage? Then I would like to know, do they have a logo that they can send us and their color scheme and fonts? Uh, knowing that stuff up front and knowing that they have those things in place is going to help you when you put their proposal together. And so to start a project right, these are the questions that you want to ask. If you have this information when you're building your proposal, it's going to be very accurate in comparison to what they want you to do and what you're actually going to do. OK, this is going to go into your contract. This is going to go into your shoot days. And so this is the beginning. And so if you ask these questions, if you ask these questions towards the beginning, then the rest of your project, for the most part, should run smooth. It's a yellow flag or sometimes a red flag if they don't have answers to some of the things that you're requesting. And so you have to also think about that. If they don't have most of these answers, they may not be ready for a video yet. They might just be getting quotes from people and that's that's fine. But you just got to keep that in mind. These are the general things that we usually ask, but depending on what the request is, you know, we'll modify it from, you know, client to client. But if you can get these questions answered when working with someone, you're going to be good to go for the most part. And again, if they don't have these answers, then it's something that you might want to put in the yellow or red flag situation. Once again, this is Eric D. Seals, and you've been listening to a freelancer's guide to filmmaking. If you have any questions, make sure to reach out to me. And until the next episode.